Hey, it's good to see you today. I hope that you had a good weekend. Welcome to our Journey Through Scripture, our Tuesday uh, episode. And we are continuing our chronological journey through the Scriptures. Uh, my name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, and thank you so much for joining us. All right, today we're going to be mainly looking in Luke chapters 9, 10, 11, and 12. So 9 through 12, uh, there's a little bit in Matthew 8 and Matthew 11. Um, that we'll, we'll talk about as well. Um, and, and this is kind of a, a big transition period. So in the synoptic gospels, which are uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, um, they have been talking about Jesus' ministry in Galilee. So in kind of northern Israel, um, in Capernaum, that area. Um, John has talked about that area, but he's also talked about how Jesus has gone down to Jerusalem and then come back. He's, uh, Jesus makes that journey a few times. The Synoptic Gospels don't, but their focus, all of them, their focus changes when Jesus is beginning to make his journey to Jerusalem for the last time, leading up to the crucifixion, which is obviously the most important journey to Jerusalem. And so we see, start seeing the Synoptic Gospels uh, are now transitioning from Jesus's ministry in Galilee to now the traveling to Jerusalem, which is what we're going to hit now. Luke has a, a whole lot about Jesus' teachings and his encounters as he's making his way to Jerusalem. And that's what we're going to be looking at um, this episode and next as well. And so it's, it's, it's very interesting. Again, the things are starting to change now uh, as Jesus is headed towards uh, Jerusalem. We'll start off just in a little part in Matthew chapter 8, because Jesus starts to be more honest. Uh, not, that's bad. He's always honest, more direct with uh, the disciples. And they, they are starting to hear teaching that is really tough and is basically going to hold them to a very high standard. And in Matthew chapter 8, 18 through 22, um, it, it talks about the cost of discipleship. And um, basically, Jesus is saying, you know, if you're going to follow me, it's going to be tough. And one of the responses in verse 21 says, uh, then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Now, that seems a little heartless. Well, the reason that it seems a little heartless and uh, doesn't seem very understanding or compassionate um, is because we look at that from our own perspective of how we bury the dead. Um, we, someone dies and within a few days, possibly a couple of weeks, um, but usually within just a few days, you have the funeral service and the burial and you're finished. Right? Well, that's not how it was done then. Um, what, one, this person wouldn't have been asking Jesus this question if his father had already died. Um, he would have been tending to his father. Um, so he's, but one of the main and important things um, that a family did was that that the children would make sure their parents were buried, and that that was showing them honor. And it was a long process. Uh, in fact, it could take uh, weeks, um, and even uh, you would do things throughout the next year. Um, so more than likely, that's kind of what this disciple. And again, these aren't one of the twelve. Um, this uh, person considering following Jesus is saying, well, can I just wait until my father passes and then I'll be all in for you? 
right? So, well, that could be a year down the road. And so Jesus is saying, no, if you're going to follow me, you, you follow me. Um, I am, I am more important than all of the earthly things. I am the Lord, your God. Um, you, you should, when you follow him, all the other things become secondary. Uh, that is what Jesus is, is indicating. Um, then in Luke chapter nine, starting in verse 51, you have Jesus again, starting to make his way down to Jerusalem. So he goes through, uh, some of the areas in Samaria Remember, he's had the Samaritan woman. He's shown uh, kindness to the Samaritans. Um, but whenever he went uh, through there, he was rejected. Uh, it says, now it came time to pass when the time had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly, he set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. Uh, and as they went, they entered a village in Samaritans to prepare for him, but they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? So the, the, the people kind of reject Jesus. They, don't, they just want him to keep going, just stay out of the way. And the disciples get a little irritated and say, let, let's just let, let's consume them. Um, Jesus said, he rebukes them. He says, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Um, so Jesus, while obviously frustrated, uh, he didn't. He's, he doesn't want to destroy. He came to save. Um, our destruction is a result of our own choices not to accept the salvation that He offers. It's uh, Jesus is not condemning us. Um, we condemn ourselves, and the Samaritans were basically committing their themselves or this group of Samaritans. Um, then you, you have uh, there at the, the end of Luke chapter nine, more of Jesus, kind of the, the cost of, of following him. Um, then you get to where Jesus, he sends out 70 of his followers um, to again, begin uh, spreading uh, his message. Um, Matthew chapter 11, verses 20 through 30 kind of talks again about if the if they do not pay attention to you, um, just, you know, leave them, they will receive their judgment. Um, I thought it's interesting in this section, Matthew 11, verse 20 says, then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. And uh, he says, it would have been better, uh, but I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. So he's talking about Chorazin, uh, Tyre, Sidon, some of these places, Capernaum, uh, that he's done many of his miracles. They are choosing not to repent and they are not changing their ways. They are not changing their belief to him. Um, and he said, it, it's going to be bad for you. Um, if, if, if Sodom had seen some of these miracles, they may have repented, but you have seen them and choose not to repent. Um, he, a wonderful passage there in Matthew 11, uh, right after that, uh, that he is, Jesus is the one who truly gives us rest. He says, come to me all who you are labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find uh, rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, you know, that uh, Jesus, 
uh, again, he desires uh, for us to be fully invested in him. Um, he demands a lot, but yet his burden is light because we, when we find that we give our lives truly over to him, um, the, the blessings that we get from that far outweigh the challenges uh, of changing our lifestyle to fit his. Um, Luke chapter 10 talks about sending out the, uh, the 70 um, and they go, then you have the same woes to the different, different cities. Um, the, the 70 return with joy. Um, they talk about how they were able to do miracles. Um, so things are, are really moving uh, as Jesus is uh, going down to Jerusalem. Um, then you have in Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 25, you have the parable of the Good Samaritan. Remember that, that parable um, when it says, who is your neighbor? I mean, this is in response to a, uh, a lawyer um, who is asking uh, Jesus, says, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus asked him, well, what, what do the scriptures say? And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And then he said, do this and you will live. That's what Jesus tells him. And then, of course, the lawyer, that's not good enough. So he says, well, who is my neighbor? And that's when Jesus uh, gives that uh, answer uh, of the uh, parable of the good Samaritan, where the Samaritan is the one who ha helps uh, the person who has been beaten, the Jew who has been beaten, and the priest and the teacher of the law just kind of go around because they could not be bothered. Um, it's, uh, and again, this is probably happening as they are walking. Uh, well, we know it's happening as they're traveling from Galilee to Jerusalem, but probably close to Samaria. So those tensions would have been high. Again, remember, some of the Samaritans just rejected Jesus, yet he still is using them as an example um, of, of how to treat each other. Um, you get to chapter 10, verse 38, and uh, Jesus gets to the home of Mary and Martha, um, and uh, Mary is uh, sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to Jesus. Martha doesn't like that. She's uh, going about preparing the meal and all, all of those things. Um, and Jesus answered, says to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. That sounds like a lot of us, right? Worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Right? So whenever you start finding yourself consumed by many things, make sure you focus on the one thing, your relationship uh, with the God whose burden is light, whose yoke is light. Um, then you get to Luke chapter 11, uh, starting in verse 37, you have woe to the Pharisees uh, and the, the scribes and the lawyers. Um, Jesus really, really starts uh, calling, calling them out. Um, it says, now you Pharisees make the outside of the cup and dish clean, but your inward part is full of greed and wickedness. Foolish ones, did not he who made the outside make the inside also, but rather give uh, alms uh, of such things as you have, then indeed all things are clean to you. So they think that just by um, following the law on the outside, that the inside is going to be taken care of. And Jesus is like, no, that's, that's not it. The inside must be right with God as well. It's not just what we do on the outside. It's who we are on the inside. Do we believe and have we uh, entered into a relationship uh, with Jesus?
Uh, verse 46, and he said, Woe to you also lawyers, for you load men with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build the tomb of prophets uh, that your fathers killed. Um, right? So the, the extra burdens that are given um, the, from our, our human in institutions, and many times we take on more burdens than we have to, um, maybe to, to make ourselves look good or to uh, to, to try to, to be more pious than we, than we really are. And Jesus is warning them of that, of the hypocrisy. Um, ver, uh, chapter 12, um, um, he says, uh, well, sorry, uh, this is still in, in chapter 11, um, verse 53. It says, and as he said these things to them, the scribes and Pharisees began to assail him vehemently. And to cross-examine him about many things, lying in wait for him, and seeking to catch him in something he might say that they might accuse him. All right, so that they're starting to uh, to look to to get him to entrap him. He's starting to do all of these uh, things that they're not they're not too sure of, um, and and so uh, Jesus is is being smart and he's being wise, um, but. Tensions are definitely rising. Um, so can continue on in, in chapter 12 as you uh, read that in verse 4. It says, And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who after he is killed has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Right, so Again, you know, Jesus is very loving and very kind, and very gracious, but he also is very truthful. And he talks about the reality of a separation. Fear the one who will separate you from God um, if you do not listen uh, to the truth. Um, verse 8 says, Also I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him the Son of Man will also confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me before man will be not de be denied before the angels of God. And anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But to him who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. So what is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Whenever you connect it right with the passage that just uh, uh, preceded, it's those who do not confess the name of Jesus, right? Um, and... Uh, an overt blasphemy would be cursing the name of Jesus, right? But, but that is what is necessary to be forgiven, is to confess uh, to the name of Jesus. Um, anything other than that doesn't lead to forgiveness. Um, and so that, that is, you know, sometimes we, we stress about what does that mean? Because that's unforgivable. I don't want to accidentally, uh, you know, blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Well, no, that's an intentional thing, uh, intentionally rejecting uh, who Jesus is. Uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 13, starts having some different parables. The parable of the, the rich fool said, uh, this is verse 15, and he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Um, then uh, uh, it's talking about being aware and being ready. Uh, the parable is the, the man spends all his time building up treasures here. And he says, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take ease, eat, drink, and be married. But God said to him, you fool, 
This night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is, is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Again, where are we, where are we putting our, our time and our, our energy? Is it towards things of, uh, worthy of God's kingdom? Or are we just doing and accumulating things for our kingdom here? Um, Luke uh, chapter 12, you can continue, talks about the faithful and the evil uh, servant, um, about always being ready. This kind of applies both in an individual level, because guess what? You don't know what day is going to be your last. Um, and so make sure you are always ready. Um, don't say, oh, well, you know, tomorrow I'll start thinking about this Jesus stuff. No, why don't we think about that now? Um, be ready for that. It also applies to this coming of Christ. Eventually he will come again. Are you ready for that? Um, we should always be prepared, whether it happens in our lifetime or in the lifetime of our grandchildren's grandchildren. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, we should always be ready. Um, then he kind of has some, again, very tough teachings um, where he actually says, I, I come to bring division. Um, he says, uh, verse 51 of Luke chapter 12, do you suppose uh, that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you not at all, but rather division. Now, what is he saying? Does he want peace on earth? Yes. But he knows his message is a one that is going to divide. And it does divide. Um, Jesus knew that and he gave the message anyway. Um, it should not, concern is not the right word, but it should not surprise us when his message causes there to be division. Um, it's going to be, but we have to preach and to, to live by the truth that he has laid out for us. Um, and for those who don't like that truth, um, there is going to be division. Um, uh, verse 54 is, is understanding the time. It says, then he uh, also said to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately you say a shower is coming, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say there will be hot weather, and there it is. Hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and the earth, but how is it that you do not discern this time? Right? That people are missing who he is. Um, it's important that we know the times that we are in. Um, the, and it is, it is time to follow him. Um, so um, we'll, we'll, end, we'll end there. So uh, for Thursday, we're going to look at Luke chapter 13 through 18. Luke 13 through 18. This will be Jesus continuing to make that trek from Galilee down to Jerusalem, um, where he will uh, enter into Jerusalem for the last time. Um, so I hope, hope you're enjoying our chronological walk through scripture. Um, take time to read these passages and allow God to speak to you. All right, we'll see you on Thursday.